Welcome to the Speak Pack Podcast, where high-performing speakers and the producers who hire them merge to give you the insider secrets to the lucrative speaking industry. Antonia Rose, your podcast host and celebrated speaker agent, unveils insider success strategies. Discover a nexus of thought leaders and bookers maximizing your potential in each and every episode. Your ticket to ultimate speaking success begins right here. Catch the transformative insights waiting for you on the Speak Packed podcast, hosted by the industry powerhouse herself, Antoniette Rose. We're going to dive right in. So as you know, we are with Steve Rossman, and he is the celebrated sales innovator. I'm so excited to hear the nuggets that he has for us. He also has quite a bit of experience in our space of health, well-being, and optimum performance, number one. And number two, he is a rock star when it comes to selling in a way that doesn't feel sleazy or uncomfortable, but that's more of a collaborative process. I'm super excited to hear his insights on that. He is also the creator of Podcast Profits, which is going to let us know a little bit about. Steve, welcome. Hey, I'm excited to be here. And there's some of the stuff that you've just reminded that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, there's so much there. I'm really happy that this is going to be a five-hour podcast. <laughs> right? We cannot, We can make it a five-parter, right? Maybe a 10-parter. We'll see. So start us off. What what moved you from your really pretty amazing career in health and well-being to focusing on sales? It's an interesting journey. And I opened up my own health club back in 1983. And I was taught the old school way of selling, selling fitness memberships. Geez, they're not that pushy, are they? <laughs> and even back then I didn't like it, but it was like what you had to do and what you had to do and what you had to do to eat. And I tried to work out a different way myself. And then as I went through the whole journey, I was looking at and I was working with a lot of my people over the last 10 years. And I was teaching authority marketing because I had a 20-year background in television I'd spoken on stages in front of 65,000 people in 15 countries. So I had the the speaking, I had the videos, and my wife helped a lot of people with books. So I did authority marketing. And over seven years, all of my people were saying, this is great, Steve. This is the best sales training we've ever done. And I would go back and I would say, don't you dare call me a sales trainer if you want to live. And I didn't want to be one of them because uh, the way that I did it was so much different. It was so more collaborative. It was being yourself, true, authentic, delivering value, but quantifying in a fairly unique way. And then it was like, you know what? Well, to coin a phrase, I had to come out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) I had to come out swinging and I said, well, look, I finally accepted that I was helping people with sales because it was different to everybody else. And it's only been the last probably three and a half to four years that I've actually accepted that, yes, this framework of doing it is a valid and very powerful way of being able to help people sell their knowledge, their skills, their expertise, like most of your people, selling the invisible and the intangible in a way that they feel true and authentic. And that's been quite a breakthrough for a lot of people. Love that. And I know that you are a master in selling, period, but what made you, what is it about podcasts that made you really hone in on podcasting as a way of getting your voice out there in a profitable profitable way? That's um, obviously a lot of times when you're on a podcast, you can't, you're not there to sell something, but you've created a framework in a, and in a way that's just kind of a natural progression to somebody wanting to come and and do the next step with you. What made you hone in on this area of sales over and above, you know, all the different other areas that there are? Yeah, look, the um, and, and again, it goes back to the history and the background. When I was in the health, fitness, wellness industry and I was traveling 
you know, I was, I was speaking in eight to ten countries a year. And every time I would go into a place, I'd be interviewed on network TV, etc. Now, even though it was an interview, I was still selling that people had to turn up. I was still selling, hey, come along to this event that I was speaking at. So even though I wasn't, hey, buy my product now, I was still selling. And I was going back, looking at a lot of the work. And in network TV, it's ruthless. Yes. If you ramble, you get chopped up. And you've probably heard it so many times with some of the people before they get to work with you is they edited it. And I didn't mean that. Well, if that happens, it's your fault because you didn't speak in the sound bites. And over that period, even though I wasn't selling on interviews, I was selling on interviews. And in January 21, I decided in the middle of COVID to move my Australian business to America via the Zoom chair. And the way that I did it was I started off one networking event knew one person, and then it was just networking and being a guest on podcasts. Fast forward to not that long ago, it was only several months ago, somebody came to me and I was working with them on their sales positioning packaging as a client. They said, Steve, I've been paying this person to get on two to three podcasts per week for three months and I haven't got a client. And I thought, how? Because since Jan 21, I was doing six figures just from being as a podcast. Wow. I I would, and it's not how most people think how it's done. (laughs) And so I looked at what they were doing and technically, you know, gifts and funnels and all those sorts, yeah, that was a bit off. But I listened on the conversations and it was like there were so many different things in there that they could be doing better And then I started listening to more and more and you could hear the people that they wanted, they were doing the podcast to get exposure, create greater impact and and make money sooner or later and it wasn't going to happen from what they were doing. So it was like, that's it. i got to go back through everything that I did, everything that worked, put it into a framework and then teach it in a way that people know that they could generate impact and income without being pushy or sleazy. Mm, okay. So what are some of the main differences then between an everyday person knowing that they've got some value for a particular audience They get on a podcast, right? They share their value um, through the, throughout the interview and then they're allowed at the end, right, to give a free gift. What, what difference, what makes the difference between that person and you, who's making six figures in a very short amount of time, simply by podcasting, because I know I I know you. You're not out there pushing the cell all the way through and irritating the heck out of the host. You're actually serving. And what's the difference? <laughs> it's yeah. You want. <laughs> I just saw a flash of Jerry Maguire. You want the host me the to money. virtually say, "You had me at hello." And you want the audience to feel you. It's all about the energy. And I'm going to get a little deep here and we'll go backwards and forwards on this. And the first mistake that I see people make is they get into networking rooms, et cetera, et cetera, and they will say, I am passionate about this. I like to talk about this. I can talk about this. I'd love to be on your podcast. Now, anybody that goes to a podcast host and says, I'm passionate about this, I like to talk about this, if I was the host, I would say that person is all about them. Mm. We teach to, and look, as a host, you do your homework. You introduced me beautifully. You knew all the things. As a guest, most people just sit back, they'll throw over some questions, here's my bio, and my job is to answer your questions as best as possible. Now, if if your audience can put a finger up and put a big cross (laughs) against that, that is not your job and role. So the first thing is to excite the host 
about what it is that you're going to give their people. Mm. And that's that's the first thing. The job job there is to excite the host. There's nothing better than getting on a podcast with an excitable host that I can't wait to share what you've got. Now, I'm going to quickly go into the, the foundation of all of this. There are three relationships, three, in a podcast. Most people will think about the you-me relationship, me, you, the host, the guest, mm-hmm. and your job is to do a good job to answer the questions, to be led by the host. Okay, that's one. And then there's the guest and the audience. And the people think, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to talk and they'll hear. No, you swing around, you bring them in, you invite them in, and you do it in a way that, um, Antonia, this is for your people. I know your people are going to love this. And you've actually just invited them back into the conversation. Mm. And when you do that, you're giving them a little surge of oxytocin, the belonging drug, and you're starting to create the happy hormones. Yeah, I'm part of this. I feel a part of this. And the third relationship is how do you enhance and elevate the relationship between the host and the audience? And I know personally from all the fantastic work that you do with your people that you create that relationship. Now, what I've just done is what I do and what you should do. You've elevated and edified the host in front of their people. So that gives you a surge of dopamine. It's like, well, hey, listen, here Steve's talking about me nicely in front of my people. And the audience are thinking, wow, yeah, our host, our mentor, our whatever they are, is a really cool, hot person because this person is talking about it. So when you have that energy flow the whole feel of the actual podcast is totally different. And if your people are ready with a pen in hand, if not, tattoo it on the back of your eyelids. I don't care where you put this. Be the prize, not the professor. Mm. Okay, there's some real nuggets there. And... I am uh, just going to synopsize because I, I wrote like two pages of notes when you're saying that. So the belonging drug, that's huge. I know when I, I was a producer for years before I was an agent, right? And one of the biggest things that made my events so successful was that it became the first order of business. The first day was all about creating community, creating that belonging. I didn't even know I was following your brilliant way of doing this, right? But but I knew if I didn't do that, it was just going to be disjointed. People were going to be half engaged. But once you really cement that feeling like, wow, I'm in the right place at the right time and I'm not going to miss a thing, then they're they're not just there in body, but they're also there in in spirit and in mind and in interacting. So love that point. I've never really thought about that in context of being a guest on a podcast. Of course, you want them to feel like they're in the right place at the right time. They're part of the part of that half hour or an hour journey, right? With it's not just the host and the and the interviewee. It's they're inclusive in that. And then um, elevating the host. So I can really see uh, just through all of the different interviews that I've done, the ones who have done that really did draw me in. It was, I don't know, maybe I have more of an ego than I thought I did. But, you know, once they, I'm like, oh, they see me, they really do get what I do, right? And now I'm just even more engaged as a host in hearing what you're saying and uh, kind of supporting what you're all about. Can I take that one, one step a little bit further? Yeah. Because most people get on... A podcast and thinking that their only potential form of income is yeah give away their free gift at the end hopefully they'll go through the funnel and they might turn into a client whereas there is 
the reason you're on that person's that that hosts podcasts is because there is an affinity of what you do and or say and their people. If you give the host an awesome experience, yeah, you're giving them the surge of dopamine, you've got a great relationship, you get excited, that relationship shouldn't end there. And we're a classic example. We're going to do some really cool stuff together So our relationship is going to continue and we're going to do some work together of which we're both going to profit from. Now, if you elevate and edify the host and they feel so good about you, it's like, well, that well, at the end, here's the typical thing you want the host to say. That was absolutely fantastic. I had a great time and I know my people got some fantastic information from it. Don't leave that with a full stop. Your job then now is to say, yeah, that's great. Um, let's have another call. Let's work out how we can work together even more to deliver greater value for your people. Mm. And that could be workshops, gifts, all those sorts of things. So that's the start of the relationship. The end of the podcast is the start, not the end. Because a lot of people just say, well, yeah, I'm just going to promote it, send it out to my people and hope somebody likes it. No, how do you create the relationship better with the host and then also with the, with the audience? Because when you're the person that's responsible for making them feel good during that half hour or hour and they don't want that to end, It's a chemical reaction. It's a drug like anything else flowing through the body. And where do I go to get more of that drug? I'm going to go back to the guest. Mm. I loved what you said. It was great. It was informative. It made me feel good hanging around you. I want to continue the relationship, not start a relationship. Does that make sense? It does. And you just gave me a light bulb moment because it's it's funny. uh, When we focus on something, we don't kind of, see beyond that, right? So with my clients, one of the things that first thing in the door, right, that I I need to have them understand is a talk is not a talk. It's the first step in a journey, right? It's those speakers who get on stages and they think they're going to just dump the whole pot of pasta on everybody's head all at once, give them everything they need and wave goodbye and leave. It's just such a missed opportunity. And what do people do when they're full, right? They're like, uh, no more. It could be their favorite dish in the entire world. That's the last way you want to leave an audience, right? And so what I tell them is don't worry about giving them everything. Give them mm-hmm. what they need to have a bowl of nourishment during your talk so that they want that next bowl, right? So I know that with the speaker, I never thought about that with the host. So I really, really love that, that, that really... um. Of course, anytime, you know, we get our speakers booked on a certain stage, we look at, okay, now let's do a series, you know, let's do these other things. But I, I looked at it more, uh, I guess, transactional than really this relationship that you're building that's getting richer and richer just by what you're, not what the host is doing for you, right? Letting you on their stage and kind of showcasing you, but that also what you're giving to them and giving to their audience so that it, it's you're investing as much or, or even more in the relationship than they are. So really brilliant. Love it. Yeah. And it just came to me because I, I said, be the prize, not the professor. And a lot of people will get up exactly as you just said, dump all of this fantastic information. And it, it would be almost like two people, the host and the, and the guest, having a cup of coffee in the corner of a room with their back to the audience, having a really geeky chat, and they're not invited in. And mm. when you just deliver information and you're not talking to the, to the people out there, and I'm sure the, the people listening to this have heard podcasts just like this where there's some great information, you sit back at the end of it, you clap, and you walk away. Mm-hmm. If you're building the energy right and, yes, you're dropping nuggets and you're inviting them in, then they're going to say, well, this is great. How do I participate more? And the thing that you you mentioned earlier that most people do, 
and this is, I see so many people taught this way and it really pains me. Share your story, share some good information and give them a free gift. Now, most people will know and, and, and when the person is waiting and waiting and waiting, I hope they ask me about the gift. I hope they ask me how they contact me. I hope they do this. No, you can actually lead the host. And if we've done some communication, you say, well, this is some fantastic information. Uh, and I'll say, great. Hey, I've got something really special for your people that we're going to talk about at the end. It's going to give extra tips on A, B, C and D, more than what we just spoke about then, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, mm. the free gift is perceived as a throwaway piece of stuff to get somebody's email address. However, what we did just then and would probably do two or three times through the conversation is just, yeah, that's going to be extra in the actual gift that I've got just for your people. Mm. So they're seeing value. You're selling the value. Yes, you're selling. You're selling the value of something free at the end by getting them excited. Again, it's the energy. The energy of anticipation is like, I want more of this. Energy of anticipation. So how does all of this translate into actual dollars? Because you're still a guest. You're, and you and I have been together now for 22 minutes. You haven't sold a thing, right? So how have you made six figures just being a guest? Yeah, and the interesting thing is, um, well, I've been on quite a number of high-level podcasts. Um, and a lot of them were to do with sales, and I do what I preach. In fact, a lot of people say they practice, that you should practice what you preach. I do the reverse. I actually preach what I practice. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so a number of times I've been on them and they've contacted me, they've downloaded my guide, never called a free gift, it's my back pocket guide too, whichever. Mm. Um, this one was the art and science of virtual selling. And I've had clients that have paid up to fifty, sixty thousand dollars already to go through my high-level sales um, enablement strategies at, at the corporate and uh, enterprise level. On the other side of the coin, around twenty-five to thirty percent of all hosts collaborate on a project. So it's not just I, I need to get a client from the podcast. It's like, well, one of the most powerful relationships you can create is the work with the host. And that's one of the things that we teach. We, we teach the four Ps. If your people want to write this down, whether they're going into a networking event, whether they're speaking on stage, here are the four Ps that you should always look at as opportunities. The first one, of course, is purchase. Who's going to like what I said? Seek me out and buy. Mm -hmm. That's cool. The next one is pass on. They could refer you. Hey, I heard somebody speak the other day. You really should contact them. I was on somebody's podcast. You really should follow them up. They're really great. So that's a referral. Yeah. Then there's promote. Hey, I like what you said. Let me promote you. In fact, that first networking event, I had one guy in a room that was so excited about what I did, he actually personally organised me to be on 15 podcasts. Wow. So he was, they love what you do and, and there was an affiliate uh, arrangement there as well but most of the time he was just putting me on because he was excited about sharing the message. So if you get other people excited, that in turn will come back to you. And the last one to me is where the most profits are is partner. Mm. So we've got purchase, pass on, promote and partner. How can you get the host that excited that you do something together in a more formal way that would enhance their relationship and also deliver greater value? And there's a couple of little sequences that we have and we teach in all of that that just turn that into actual dollars far greater than waiting for one person to buy from you. So if your people just remember those four Ps, 
no matter where they are in any networking or conversation, it will open their mind up to a whole range of opportunities that they hadn't thought. It sounds to me like this is more of a journey than kind of a slam dunk. You're not going in to any given podcast and thinking you're going to walk away with $5,000, $10,000 in sales that day, right? But it's more of a journey. Am I following that right? Let me take you back to the day I opened the doors back in 1983, the message I gave to my all of my staff. And back then, I think we were selling yearly memberships for around $300. And I said, you treat everybody that walks through that door as if they're an, a $900 member. And they looked at me and thought, what? I said, it's the membership that they're going to take and it's the two friends that they're going to bring along because we've provided outstanding service. Now, I go into every podcast as a guest treating that whole thing as a ten dollars or $20,000 podcast. I've done my homework. I've treated the opportunity with respect. Do I get $20,000 from every podcast? Hell no but I've treated the host and the opportunity with such respect. I've done my homework that it may or may not come off. It may not be the right opportunity. So even though I might get one inquiry, I might get a massive, I've got a seven-figure deal just coming from a collaboration from one podcast. But if you treat every opportunity as if it's a high-valued opportunity, then you will deliver the best service possible. Your energy will be at a different level than, yeah, I'm just getting on a podcast today. I'm not doing that well. And yeah, maybe somebody, yeah, buy, download my free gift and find your way through the funnel. And if you actually get there, I'll talk to you. It's a different energy. And that's that's the energy that you should go into it. And that as we, we spoke about earlier, that's that's the new book that's either out or just about to come out, Flow Selling. And I was just about to ask you in. about that. Can we dive deeper into all of these areas through your new book? The new book is is very much into the energy of it all. And again, if you're giving, and, and Flow actually stands from freq- for Frequently Leveraged Outcome Wins. Now, I wrote another book um, quite a few years ago, Exceed, How to Exceed Your Own Personal and Professional Expectations. It's high performance and how I achieve certain things in athletics and uh, business. But the W, the win, the, the, the science behind that, Professor Ian H. Robertson in his studies is when going through evolution or whatever, we as animals, humans, fish had a win. Generally, it was we had something to eat. We had a kill. We would have a surge of dopamine and testosterone. Now, the dopamine would be the sense of achievement, the feel good, the focus, the motivation, and the testosterone would be the confidence to go for a bigger win. And when you choreograph wins, into your podcast, giving the audience, hey, write this down, have this as a win, get them to feel some of the things that they're going to get by implementing what you just spoke about. That confidence, that surge of dopamine, I'm feeling good, I'm focused, I'm motivated, I've I've got confidence. They've also got more confidence to work with you. So when you can understand the energy flow and the energy that you deliver, And everybody to a T will tell you that sales is based on emotion. Mm -hmm. Now, emotion comes from emotea, which is energy in motion. So when you bring the energy, think of bringing the energy first, the emotion will follow. We've got a saying in our training, your results are dependent on the energy delivered the emotion created, not the education taught. Mm. That kind of goes back to what you said about being 
the something, but not the professor. <laughs> yep, be the prize. Prize, be the prize, not the professor. So basically you are focusing, if I'm following you right, you're focusing on the collaborative spirit behind what's happening, right? Not, uh, you said something to me pre-interview that I just adored and definitely wrote down, but something along the lines of you're not selling, you're collaborating on a solution. Did I, did I say that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I think when I, um, I started right back, I found this definition of sales. It's not mine, so I can't take credit. Sales, and this is going to go for your people because your people, if they follow what you teach, you actually teach this. Sales is professionally servicing other people's needs for a mutually beneficial gain. Now, unless you're doing the caveman marketing, which is a big club, walk outside the cave, hit somebody on the head and drag them in, anybody that is having a conversation with you has put their hand up, clicked a button, walked in the door, whatever it is these days, they've put their hand up saying, I have a need. It's not You're not going out hitting them over the head. Even in direct marketing, cold outreach, if they've answered and they said, yes, I will take the call, they've perceived that there is some sort of a need there to listen. It is your right, duty, obligation to professionally service that need. And ideally, there will be a mutually beneficial gain. You will deliver great service and will be well rewarded. So we were talking earlier about what we call the agreed implementable value when you work together and co-create a solution that is significantly greater than what we call the box value, which is the box of hours, service, training, whatever it is that you do or treatments. So when the outcome is significantly and is perceived significantly greater than the box value, you're coming from a place of giving. You should always think I'm coming from a place of giving where people fall down is they don't spend the time collaborating and agreeing on the value of working together and then they just try and make the box bigger. Yeah, but you get these extra hours and you get this extra treatment, you get this extra. That's the pushing up of the value of the box that you're selling, which is where people get icky tacky. But when you're coming from, wow, and we do all of this, and by the way, you're only going to pay this, you should feel good. That's when you're coming from that wonderful place and you should you know, know that you are going to deliver fantastic results. That is so brilliant. So often we think we're buying a shoe, right? We're really not buying a shoe, a set of shoes. Um, we're buying the brand behind the shoe, right? The culture, the feeling, what it, what putting those it, shoes gonna, on. I'm going to be rude and butt in and highlight the word that you just said. We are buying the feeling. Mm-hmm. We're buying how that shoe makes us feel and how it makes us feel, how it makes us look, how all of those sorts of things. We don't buy a car quite often for the mere practicalities. I always used to say when I was speaking on stage that if all we did was bought a car to suit the needs, we'd all be driving around in three-year-old beige Volvo wagons. They're safe. They get us from A to B and they carry a bucket load of crap. <laughs> That's all we need. So why do we buy these fancy cars? Why do we buy the hybrid cars? Because it makes us feel good about being sustainable. Why do we, no, they buy the Ferraris? They're not practical. It's the feel. And that's the key point that you actually just said. You just gave me another light bulb moment because, again, with my clients, I tell them people will not remember what you said. They're not going to remember what you said on stage, right? But they're going to remember how you made them feel. That's what's going to bind them to you and want that next level, that next step with you, right? They, you can ask them minutes after you get off the stage. So what did I say up there on stage? And they would have a very difficult time telling you what they said but they can they will start telling you how you made them feel like wow you just you really get you inspired me you made me feel like I can I can actually do this I can actually make this difference in my life right um but probably couldn't recite back one 
one set of words. So to me, this this fits so perfectly in this, the sales arena, which I hadn't made this connection, that I, I can sell the greatest house on the block, right? The greatest thing with all the the amenities and, and everything. But if it doesn't have the right feel, have you ever just walked into a place and it just didn't feel cozy and right? It doesn't matter what a great deal it is. I mean, unless you're going to flip it, uh, you're not going to buy that house. You're going to buy the little cottage on the corner that just makes you feel warm and comfortable and like you want to host dinners there, right? Um, I guess the same thing goes for when you're when you're presenting. You're not um, you're not selling the services. You're selling what they're going to get from. Yeah, the I hope services. I hope your people have a very very fast pen to write this next bit down because when they get this, um, it, it came when I was originally teaching video marketing way back in two thousand and eight. We ran some of the earliest video marketing courses. And it applies to talks, podcasts, marketing. The purpose of your talk, the purpose of your podcast, you, when you're up on stage for the, the people that you help doing what you do, is to take the audience or viewer or listener on an emotional journey. That's how you make them feel. On an emotional journey where in the end, in their mind, they make a logical decision Mm-hmm. to do business with you, take the next step, buy or whatever it is. So you're taking them on the emotional journey where in the end you've given them enough good information and logic but you've taken that emotional journey. They think I just have to contact that person. I just have to find out more. I just have to. And when you have done that right and you're thinking what is it that I want them to feel right now? And the ratio, and I'm giving real behind-the-scenes training here for your people, get your pen out again. The ratio that I've always been taught and tried to do is 70% inspiration, 30% information. Mm. So you give them good information. It's not just all fluff. You give them great quality information, but you inspire them to use it and how their life, business, will be different when they use it. So there's no sense giving them a whole heap of information, goes on a notepad, and they're not inspired to use it. Mm. You want to inspire them to take the next step and say, damn it. The funny saying, and my wife and I used to do this when we were doing speaking and um, book programs, and everybody would say knowledge is power. And I would say, well, if knowledge was power, librarians would be the most powerful people in the world. Chances are they're not. (laughs) Knowledge without action. Mm. Your job on the podcast, on stage, is to give them knowledge but give them the inspiration to take the next step to actually implement it because if you don't do that, if you're the professor... Professors aren't the most powerful people in the world. They're not the most highly paid. They're very intelligent and they deliver good information. But if you're the prize, I have to work with that person because they're going to take me from A to B. They're going to help me get this. The information is great, but I need a hand to implement it. Then you're the prize. And that's what makes it not sleazy, right? So many people look at sales as sleaziness. Well, then life is sleazy because every moment, pretty much, you are selling something. You're selling your kids to please eat the the healthy meal, right, that you prepared to clean their room, right? You're selling them on the, the benefits of cleaning their room. Yeah. Then you get to go outside and play. Otherwise, you don't. Um, you're, you're, you're basically selling your team on getting behind the the vision and the mission, right? We're selling every moment. And that's really, I love the 70% inspiration, 30% information. That is not manipulation. It's human nature, right? I remember putting speakers on my stages and I work with 
doctors and kind of heady type people who love to give information, right? And I could just, it was interesting to watch the audience's faces just kind of glaze over as they're furiously writing down all this information. And then they just like, they look like they need to go take a nap afterwards, right? We've got to work in the cadence of how people can ingest and receive. So on that note, I want you to leave our audience before, but as soon as we get done with this part, I would definitely want them to know how to get your book and how to get in touch with you. But before we go, I do obviously have an audience of advanced communicators, advanced presenters. You have given them truly advanced strategies and insider secrets. Do you have one more in your back pocket that you can leave us with? (laughs) And you know, we spoke beforehand and I had to write it down so I wouldn't say it because um, ideally the thought process here is I've thrown everything at your people, but the kitchen sink, but now it's time to give the kitchen sink. And this is, um, and this came from way back in my first TV area. Uh, I was doing a kid's TV show. There was these big studio cameras and black holes that I had to talk to. They're the kids at home. Have you ever thought of talking to a black hole that the camera lens trying to motivate yeah, 60, 30, 60, I think we had about 160,000 viewers watching and I had to communicate to the kids at home through that black hole. So I learnt this one thing and I've captured it and if they want to write this down to trigger it, reverse the lens. That is, use the webcam or whatever camera that you're talking into, whether you're doing your your phone, whatever it is that you're doing, reverse the lens and use that lens as a telescope into the life of the person, person that you are talking to. You would love this to go to millions of people, but they're not all sitting in the same room on each other's knee watching one TV. You are talking to one person at a time. So Mm. you need to know who they are where they're sitting, what they're doing, what their thoughts, their needs, their pains, their hopes, their dreams, their desires, and reverse the lens and look through the lens to that person at home. And when I was teaching video marketing, I could tell whether somebody was looking at the camera thinking, oh, damn, it's looking at me, or somebody was actually reaching through the actual lens trying to communicate with me. And when you can do that and you can look through that lens to that person and communicate to them where they're at, your communication will become much more powerful. Ah, absolutely brilliant. I really, really love that. And one of my requirements, it's actually in our contract, right, for my speakers is that they, we do 99% of all the heavy lifting for them, all the work, but this this part we cannot do, and that is their homework for them, right? They are not, it's not okay with me if they get on a stage cold, like they haven't, they haven't, if it's a podcast, they haven't actually listened to some of the episodes and read uh, a little bit about the host and the vision behind the show, those kinds of things. They're not stepping into a conference or an event just to showcase themselves, but they've actually watched the promo videos. If there was any video content from the event before, right? Learning a little bit about the audience and you just basically nailed it square on, right? That you are not speaking to a mass. You're really speaking to one person. Reverse the lens. Can I borrow that in the future? Because I really, really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you can. Of course you can. Excellent. Steve, we can talk for a couple more hours and I think that we would just have gold nugget after gold nugget, but I know that you have some opportunities for people. So can can you share a little bit about your book that's just brand new out and some of the other ways that people can get kind of linked in and, and learn more about this flow of sales and that it's not sleazy, it's actually service, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let people know that I'm pretty old-fashioned. Yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn, say that you heard me here and we'll have a really cool chat. Um, that's easy. So uh, it's Steve Brossman, B-R-O-S-S-M-A-N. 
Yep. Right. Reach out. And to I will. There. I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes. Yeah. Um, again, just drop me an email. Say, hey, uh, heard the heard the podcast um, where you heard it from. And again, we can have a chat. I'm pretty old fashioned. I do actually answer my own. Depending on what's going on at the time, all you need to do is reach out and say where, and I will either give you the link to where the new book is or just send you a copy if it's um, in pre-release. So we've got a couple of big things happening and they may not be done in time. But um, I will give Antoniette the link to go and get your own copy of How to Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul, Mm. which is almost a little mini workshop in a book itself. So you can go and grab that. And when you do that, I will also guest you into uh, one of my trainings. And if, uh, depending on the time and depending on what we're also doing with um, Antoniette, there will be some training around and it will be how to become a dynamic, in-demand, profitable pod guest. So there's a whole range of things. So basically just reach out. And we'll sort out what's going to be the most appropriate at the time. Whenever you're hearing this either live or on the replay, we'll just uh, service you the best way we can. Wonderful. Wonderful. This has been a rich experience. Thank you so much for bringing your brilliance to my audience. And I would love to have you back at some point. Love to come back. Um, and, and your people are a great people to be with. Uh, the industry in the areas that they're in is close to my heart. And, and the speaking is, uh, is, is certainly one of the most uh, powerful ways that you can impact more people. So I always close my shows with saying we're going to make a pact, right? This is Speak Pact. It's a pact to impact. Can you give one last nugget on why, why is it important to get your voice out there, right? Isn't there too many voices already out there? Why is, why is the person who's listening, who's on the other side of that lens, why is it important for them to get their voice out there? You're in your business for a reason. You, most people started the business as a passion because they like doing what they like doing. They like helping people the way they like helping people. And by the way, yeah, let's make it a business. Go back to the grassroots and think about that one, two, three, four, five, ten people that gave you the momentum to continue through the hard times of building the business because it's never always easy. And think about those people and then put an extra zero and then put another extra zero on top of that and that's what you can do when you get this right, when you get your talks right because you're doing it you know, through Antoniette and the way that she's getting you on stage is when you get your podcasting right, because ideally I'd love to work with you and help you make a bigger impact doing that. When you get that right, you can put those extra zeros on the number of people that you're going to impact the reason that you started your business in the first place. Ah, beautiful, beautiful way to end. Thank you, Steve. It's been such a pleasure. It's been an absolute blast. I can't wait to have another chat soon. Cheers. Okay. I'm going to take you up on that. All right. Ciao, ciao. Super, super excited that we are going to be offering something I've never personally offered before to my audience, especially not for free. So tell us a little bit about the art and science of podcasting profits. What is that? And how is it that we're going to give it as a gift to our beautiful listeners? Well, this is really specifically for your people because you're helping people to get out there, to get on different stages and become a, a great professional speaker. A lot of speakers and a lot of people in the industries that your people are in love getting on podcasts as a pod guest. Now, a lot of people teach them how to build their own podcast and monetize a podcast, but not many people are really teaching the art and the science of being a profitable pod guest, how to get on, how to excite the host so that they can deliver a fantastic session as well. How you can really engage. Look, I'm going to give 45-second insight of one of the things we're going to cover. We're going to be talking about the three key relationships. It's the podcasting relationship trinity. It's the you and the host. That's okay. Most of you know that. How do you create a better relationship with the audience 
that's okay. You could probably understand that. But the value, the hidden value in creating a better relationship between the host and the audience, and that's where the money is. We're going to be talking about the four different P's on how you can monetize a, a pod guesting experience. And those P's themselves might be a little bit brand new for some of you, but it opens it up. Just for some background, why you should turn up, since January 21, I built a, a brand new business in a foreign country during COVID doing nothing but a bit of networking and being a pod guest from zero to six figures in just 10 months and successfully six figures each year after that just being a pod guest. Can't wait to share this with Antoinette's people. You guys are in for a treat because the why, the reason I'm looking forward to it is your foundation level is so much higher and I'm going to be able to go into the science of it all that's going to make a real impact on you. So uh, can't wait to uh, really, this is, this is the first time I've taught it at this level and it's because of you and your relationship and your training already with Antoniette. Wonderful. And this is the first time that we are actually opening these doors to the public, right? So take this opportunity to sign up right now for the art and science of podcasting profits because you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at my speaker agency. This, These types of workshops are, are reserved specifically for my elite-level clients. We're actually opening up the door for you so that not only can you get your voice out there in a bigger, broader, grander way, right, but also do it in a sustainable way where you can make non sleeve sleazy, right? Profits from doing that. And Steve Rossman is the person to show you that. His background is immense. Just Google him. Uh, you don't want to miss this. So we are only offering a limited number of seats. So you do want to grab one of those. This will not be offered for free again. So don't waste a moment. Sign up right now. Look forward to sharing it with your people real soon. We're going to have fun. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to the Speak Packed podcast. To become a recommended speaker of Antoniette's WPC Speaker Agency, or you are a host or planner looking for a dynamic expert in optimized performance, Antoniette would like to personally meet with you. Secure a time with her at speakerbooker.com. Again, that is speakerbooker.com. It all begins with a vision, a voice, and a packed to impact. Join the Speak Pact movement by joining our new private Facebook group at the link in our show notes. Find us on nearly every social media platform at One Antoniet. That's number one, A-N-T-O-N-I-E-T-T-E, or simply hashtag Speak Pact.